This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening to season two. Today's guest is Jermaine Kimbrough. Coach Kimbrough is an assistant coach at Loyola University of Chicago. We talked to him today about adding layers to who you are, about emptying yourself and pouring out into others, and asking yourself what's your end game, to grow yourself first as a person, then as a coach. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm glad to be a part of it, man. Blessed and honored, man. I really appreciate this opportunity. Fantastic, Coach. I'm glad you feel that way. Uh, it, likewise, on my end, uh, just, uh, you know, one of those things where we want to add so much value for the listeners and to the platform and kind of give you a platform with our platform and just uh, hear you out, hear your story, hear your journey, hear your heart more than anything. And so here again, thank you for being on. Now, Coach, uh, how were you introduced to the game of basketball? You know, for me, growing up in Cleveland, uh, Ohio, uh, in the inner city, um, you know, basketball saved my life. And wow. uh, it, you know, it, you know, two of my brothers, um, you know, end up passing away at a young age wow. um, through through inner city uh, violence and 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 things that way. And I kind of grew up by myself a little bit and. Growing up, man, um, as the youngest child, you know, basketball stepped in and, and paved the way for me. And, you know, when, you know, literally, literally, I, I really believe basketball saved my life, man. It's That's how I was introduced to the game. And, you know, waking up, just like every kid that ever played this game, man, waking up with that dream of, you know, one day playing at the highest level. And, and you know what, you shoot, you shoot for the stars, you land on the moon. And, um, you know, I got an education out of it. I met thousands and thousands of people uh, that enriched enriched my life, and it's 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 been breathtaking, man. It's been a journey, and uh, I still love it today. You know, yeah. no different how I felt when I was you know eight nine years old picking up a ball and, and watching the last dance last week. Yeah, uh, it just brought back so many memories. Uh, uh, just playing on, on the courts, on outside and inside, and AAU and high school games, and going off to college, and so it just it brought back so many memories, man. And and for me, I just try to you know give give that experience away as much as I can to to the young to the young men that we're coaching in today's game. Yeah, what's that saying? Teach the truth to the young youth. I mean, like we gotta we gotta we gotta bring them truth every time we see them. Uh, especially given the climate of our society right now. I mean, as we speak, who knows what's going on in Minnesota? As we speak, who knows who's getting pulled over and put on the floor? I mean, we just don't know what's happening. And you talk about, you know, your situation with your brothers. Uh, We really got to be aware of who we're coaching and the demographic that we're serving uh, for those reasons. Like basketball can be a tool, like you said, to save your life, like it did for you. And I think, uh, you know, we just need to get these kids to that point to understand that, like, don't squander this opportunity because it can save you, literally save your life. 
right. get you out of a situation where you're not in the wrong place at the wrong time. Wrong time. Yeah. yeah. So it's good stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, I agree. Super, super intuitive, man, for us to to have that mindset. Now, Coach, what was your experience like as a player? Um, my experience as a player uh, was great, man. I, I was really blessed in high school um, to play for um, Bob Watson, uh, who, who coached under George Ravelin. Wow. And Bob Watson um, coached with him at Washington State, uh, USC, and Iowa. He had three spots, three spots with him. And ended up coming to Shaker Heights High School in, in the early 90s um, to start coaching at Shaker Heights High School before I got there. So when I got to high school, you know, I, I was already coached by a college guy. Uh, they just knew the game in and out and had a big-time experience and didn't know who George Ravelin was at the time, but um, in the ninth, 10th, and 11th grade. But he, um, I mean, he was a big part of our program there. And uh, Bob referred to George, you know, <laughs> just like how we referred to a lot of, a lot of high major coaches today, and um, yeah. but heard his name a lot. Learned the game uh, from a very special teacher, and uh, Shaker Heights is a special spot for me, man. Because you know, like like I said, it 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 changed me. It it changed my vision, my course of my life. And anytime you're blessed to to be a part of a program like that, and the high school coach that actually knows the game and how to get you to your end game, um, was a great experience. Then I went off. And I ended up playing for um, um, Juco ball. Ended up playing junior college ball for Jeff Gill and Ryan Swanson. And that was a great experience, man. So I went to junior college route and did end up playing at Virginia Tech. And uh, the crazy thing about my, my experience as a collegiate player uh, that I felt like helped me as a coach at the time was I played for multiple head coaches um, through my four years. And... Um, that experience helped me adjust to different things, man, and, and to become a coach. So I wasn't just really touched by one guy. I was touched by multiple coaches uh, throughout my four years, and it gave me a different perspective on mentorship, you know, uh, coaching the game, uh, seeing the game. It just gave me a different perspective. So my experience, man, it was a great experience because at the end of the day, you know, we all want to play in the NCAA tournament and, and win games. But for me, it was always about relationships. You know, that was my experience as a player. I felt like I had great relationships with my coaches. Uh, some of the guys that are still coaching today, like Donnie Marsh down in Florida, Gulf Coast. Yeah. Um, he was a big inspiration in why I got into coaching. Um, you know, just just the way he handled handled me and mentored me through, you know, my time at Virginia, Virginia Tech. Randy Peel uh, was with me at Virginia Tech as well. Um, so a lot of these guys uh, really, really helped me uh, get to my end game and, and finish out strong as a player. But I had a great experience, man, playing at Virginia Tech. You know, we played in the A-10. Uh, had an opportunity to play up against, you know, Xavier was at the time, was in that league. Rhode Island is still in that league uh, with Lamar Odom. And, you know, Xavier had some great, great teams. Yeah. Uh, St. Joe's. So it was a great experience, man. Different time, right? You know? that you're talking about 90s basketball. Uh, I could go on and on about that because growing up in that era of basketball, a lot different. Wasn't a lot of, I don't know, referees were swallowing their whistles left and right. Uh, It was was a different game. So, Coach, uh, you know, talking about Coach Watson, you know, having since passed, uh, 
uh, kind of living on that his legacy, man. It sounds like, uh, you know, that that was kind of one of the biggest influences. Like, and you and you named some other coaches, but could you, you know, who all you know, at the end of the day, when you decided to get in this coaching profession, who uh, who influenced you to do that? You know, um, my Virginia Tech coaches, man, they really helped me um, get to, you know, my first job was at Howard, Texas. You know, man, you yeah. talked about that a little bit this <laughs> yeah. morning, but yeah. um, Chris Jans was the head coach there at the time, yeah. and he had wow. just got the job at Howard, Texas. But uh, Donnie Marsh and Randy Peel and Bob Watson and, you know, I can name uh, um, Dean Keener. Uh, they used to be the head coach at uh, at James Madison that was at uh, Georgia Tech under Paul Hewitt. Yeah, uh, Different guys, man. Ryan Swanson um, used to be the head coach at Hudge and, you know, worked under Bruce Pearl. Um, so a lot of these guys touched me and influenced me uh, to, to, to really get into coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest with you, you know, during my time at Shaker Heights, you know, um, we had a tennis coach there, man. He, he's like in the history books. He's a Hall of Fame tennis coach in Shaker Heights. Yeah. And um, he actually coached uh, John Lucas' uh, son because John Lucas was a, a heck of a um, tennis player. Wow. And um, his son played tennis at Shaker Heights. So he, he was a big-time, big-time Hall of Fame tennis coach, man. He was, he was the best man at my wedding. He was a coach. Wow. And he was a high school math teacher who me and him are best friends to the day. His name is Alan Slauson. And um, he really, he was a coach, man. He was a coach's coach. He was all about mentorship. He was all about relationships. He was all about all the right things. And he really, really influenced me as a, as a young man on how to impact young people. And when I, when I started going, you know, going through my, my maturation into a, a, a man, adulthood, I start, you know, you start thinking about, you know, what's important to you, what you want to do, you know, what direction you want to go. And, and it always went back to Alan Slauson because he was the, one of those coaches that went the extra distance, you know, yeah. take you home, pick you up, take you to the court. Didn't have anything to do with tennis, but he was a mentor like that. He was that he was that type of guy. He spent extra time with his, with his players. And, and he just didn't coach the tennis guys. He coached the basketball players. He coached the football players. He coached everybody. And – that's what I wanted to be. And I just use basketball, you know, as, as a vehicle, like most of most coaches um, to, to, to touch and influence and mentor uh, young people. And that's, that really was my experience, man. Growing up, I, I've been blessed to be around some unbelievable people. Yeah. Now coach, it's uh, when I think about your, everything you're saying and you're talking about coach Slauson, it's like, man, that's uh that's being a man of the people and uh i think every coach should look to be that because you don't know who's watching you and you don't know who you're really influencing at the end of the day because you think well i'm specialized with this you know specific sport but then you got the their friends around you got your athletes friends around and they're watching and they're being impacted or influenced by what you're doing you know positively or negatively so yeah you know just being here at Loyola, man, um, you know, when I walk in the building, I, I want to talk to the, the women's basketball players, the volleyball, um, soccer, softball, whoever, um, because you just don't know who you can touch and inspire. And it's not just basketball with me. It's, it's, it's bigger than that. It's about people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, we're in the people business, man, as coaches, as mentors, as leaders, man, it's all about people because if 
we're learning this through the quarantine. If they're not there, we're not there. Uh, right. You know, we don't have, you know, a student body. We ain't got nobody to kind of, you know, lead and, and direct. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Coach, given your experience as a player, do you think you were the type of player that you could coach right now or you'd want to coach? Yes, because I didn't have it all together. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, um, you know, all my coaches – Man, they they hugged me when I got finished and got my degree and 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 got finished playing because yeah. it wasn't a straight it wasn't a straight road. You know, it was peaks and valleys. It was curves. It was it was everything you can ask for. And, and I challenged, you know, through my history and the way I grew up, my track record. Um, I love dealing with young men that don't have it all together. Um, I, I love dealing with. I, I, I get my joys from seeing a guy start at ground zero and work his way up. And, and if I could hold his hand and hug him and touch him every day, tell him I love him, and, you know, uh, I, I have no problem doing that because I know if I plant these seeds now, it might not sprout. It, you know, it might not take root, you know, uh, today or tomorrow or next week, but hopefully, you know, throughout his four-year career or afterwards, it's going to sprout up. And and that's the blessing of, the blessing of it all. Um you know, some, some coaches do want straight arrow guys. You know, I'm the type of guy, however you give it to me, I'm going to grow it. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> regardless of what background you come from, your, your track record, you know, uh, I'm going to do everything I can to, to get you to your end game and to get you to uh, to be the right person. And hopefully, by the way, I carry myself as a coach and, you know, my influence with you can, can, help, can help that. But I would love to coach – uh, young man that was like me, yeah. um, you know, guys that that need help. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's good to see. It's good, man. It's it's it's, it's a refresh of breath air, man. When you can walk in the gym after two and three years and see a, a young man that came in at seventeen, eighteen, that's twenty two, twenty three, and walking out the door, and and you know he got his degree. You know, we won winning basketball games, and now he's off the you know, to, to finish the rest of his life, whether he's playing professionally or he's going to be a professional uh, in the real world. That, that, that's the, it doesn't matter. You're still going to be a professional. And once I get finished with you, hopefully you're going to be a better husband, a better father, a, a better mentor, you know, and hopefully you go out into the world and touch as many people you can as you can positive too. Yeah. Nah, man, that's, uh, that's the long game, man. The long game is about, you know, influencing, impacting, uh, kind of teaching every at every step of the way, like, you know, always teaching. And I think that's it's really important, Coach. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Now, Coach, do you recall a memorable moment of your first time coaching where it was like, all right, I'm in it. I'm not a player no more. I'm a coach. This is real. Is there anything like that that you can recall? Um. For the most part, yeah. Um, it, I mean, it's a bunch of them, and uh, but I think I think my one of my first ones is probably, you know, I, I go down to um, Howard, Texas, and Chris Jans, who's the head coach over at New, uh, New Mexico State, who, who's an unbelievable coach, and uh, I learned a lot from, and um, knew he was gonna always be successful. But I'll never forget this, man. I, I pull in to um, Howard, Texas, probably around 8.30 at night yeah. on, a, on a Thursday. And it was during the recruiting period at the time. So I never 
you know, I finally, I drove, you know, I drove from, I mean, I was in the car probably for about 20 hours over the last two days, just getting to Howard, Texas, which is in West Texas, Yeah, you know, which is about, you know, closer to New Mexico and Mexico, you know, border. And, uh, I get there around eight 30 and, you know, I go to the office and, you know, Chris Jans is there and, and, um, you know, I come in, I, I spend about 10 minutes talking to him. We're sitting in the chair and he hands me some keys. And he said, all right, man, you know, I got your first duty. And I said, all right, coach, man. Said, all right, great. He said, good, man. You, you know, welcome to college. Welcome to junior college basketball, man. This is, this is what it's all about. And he handed me some keys. And I had to drive another three, three hours around Texas to pick up the players that was supposed <laughs> to be on campus. Wow. So I was driving at, you know, 10, 11, 12, 1, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, picking up guys and bringing them back to campus to get them into the dorm. So that was my that was my first experience, man, and man. it was something I'll never forget. Yeah, you know, because I want to I want to say it was down in San Antonio, man, to, to to go pick up guys, which is like three and a half hours away. I had to pick them up and bring them <laughs> back to campus the next day, and so that was yeah. my first memorable experience, man. It was it was straight junior college, man, at yeah. the time. Yeah, no, Texas, but, yeah, Texas ain't like uh, being on the East Coast. <laughs> Well, yeah. you, you could be in three different states in five hours. Like, no, you won't even be. You, done, you ain't even halfway done with Texas in five yeah, hours. Yeah, three hours. You gotta even put a dent in it. If anything, you put more gas in the car at that time than anything. Yeah, yeah. No, man, that's a great story, man. Because that that tells the story of the JUCO life, first of all, uh, mm -hmm. how that goes, and then you know, paying your dues. We all gotta pay our dues somehow, especially in this profession. You gotta pay your dues, man. So I gotta pay your dues. Yeah, that's good stuff, Coach. Now, I want to ask you about where you're at currently with Coach Moser there at Loyola. Uh, how do you add value to the vision that he has for his program? You know, I, I think that one of the most important things, and, and to be honest with you, my training ground and what I've done over the last 20 years um, has really prepared me to work for a coach like Porter Moser and. You know, think about it. You know, you, you come into a situation that's already been established. The vision is already in place. Um, the Final Four is already taking place. Back-to-back yeah. um, -back championships. Um, everything is headed in the right direction. And and as a veteran coach, you know, when you come into a situation like this, you, you always ask yourself, where can I have, add value? Yeah. And I think the experiences that, that I went through and, and been through being battle-tested uh, as a young coach and being in the game for, you know, 20 years now, um, you know, the one word um, that I chose was serving. You know, how can I serve the program? You know, um, how can I serve Drew Valentine and and um, Coach Gordon, Matt Gordon? How can I serve the video coordinator, yeah. you know, Pat Wallace and um, our director of basketball uh, operations, um, you know, London, and, um, you know, where can I add value at with those guys? Because those guys already have the roles and responsibilities and kind of know what's going on. And, you know, you walking in the door, and the first thing you want to do is help. Yeah. And uh, how, can we, how can we keep pushing the needle to the right? How can we keep getting better? You know, we were on the hunt for a three-peat this year, uh, came up short, ended up finishing second in the league, but we got everybody coming back. You know, what can I do? And... When I say serve, I'm talking, I, I think this is anywhere you should go um, and you're walking into a situation. You know, how can I serve the players? You know, how can I build better relationships 
with the players and uh, making sure they understand coach's vision and, and staying in constant communication with our players, getting them better on the floor, player development, um, you know, taking more things off of Porter's desk. Um, how can I serve the program? And how can I add value to that is by showing up every day and doing the work and, and, yeah. and, and working hard and fitting in and making it, you know, I think a lot of coaches, they make it about themselves. Don't make it about yourself. Make it about the program. You know, make it about the head coach. Yeah. Um, pour into the other assistants. Pour into the players. And um, I think, you know, I've done a great job of that. And, and and once you do that, and once you understand that, you know, you can add value anywhere. You don't necessarily yeah. got to walk in and feel like, you know, you, you're in charge or, you know, you got the most experience. And, uh, you know, that's not the right way to do anything. I think you walk into any situation and the, the best way to add value to anywhere is how can you serve and, uh, and how can you mentor uh, the players? You know, how can, how can you give sound advice, um, you know, when, when it's needed? You know, pick your battles, man. Uh, understanding when, when, when to speak up and when to sit back and enjoy the ride. But wow. it's, it, it's, it's, it's so many different ways to attack it. And uh, as long as you show up and you do the work and, and you do your job, but you do more than what what's asked. I, I think great things can happen for any young coach. That's how you add value to a Final Four program. Fantastic, coach. I, yeah, man, that's that stuff is gold. What you're talking about. I mean, you talk about pouring out into others and basically every day emptying yourself out so that you can, you know, look in the mirror and feel like, man, I got a full day's work in. I did my best today. Uh, you know, basically like they talk about winning the day. Uh, you know, you can, you can always feel that sense of fulfillment by doing that. So coach, yeah, I appreciate you sharing those. Every, every coach that's out there, that's kind of trying to figure themselves out, find their voice, find their place on that bench or find their place behind the bench, uh, can adhere to those things and add and make a checklist, make a checklist. And you'll find your voice. Yeah. Yeah. You, you'll find your voice. It, it eventually come is, you know, don't, don't get frustrated because your role is different. You know, yeah. you know, I've, I've been at, a, I've been to a lot of places and I've had different roles. You know, sometimes my voice was louder. Sometimes my, my voice was at a minimum. Um, I, I think the one thing, and it's like what we tell our players every day, you know, just show up, do the work, work hard, do what you're supposed to do. Um, be a great teammate, take care of your business off the court. You know, those are the same thing coaches got to live by too. Yeah. I mean, how, how can you be a great teammate? in the office um yeah how can i how can i help in, in, in recruiting yeah i mean when we got one of the best recruiters uh in the country and drew valentine here man hey how can i help you know he's you know when i first got the job i mean he was already head head and heels recruiting and you know where can i help you at man because you already got you know 10 15 guys that's already in the stable you know what do you need me to do yeah you know um who do you need me to go see? Um, what players need to be worked out? Hey, you going to do an individual workout? I'm going down there with you. You know, watch, learn. You know, sometimes when you walk into a program that's been established like this and coming off the final four, sometimes even though I've been do, I've been I've been in the game for 20 years, I still got to learn. Yeah. You know, I still got to add layers. I tell coach, young coaches all the time, just keep adding layers, because the the more layers you you add to yourself. It's, it's hard to penetrate those layers, man, as you get older, man. So you now, you, now you're making yourself a head coach. The more layers you add, 
you 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 making you putting yourself in position to be a, a great head coach one day. Just keep adding layers to yourself. Don't worry about the ego stuff. Don't worry about uh, your feelings. You know, don't get caught up into that stuff. Uh, just keep working. You know, keep adding layers to yourself. Yeah. No, you're 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 basically talking about coach uh, being a lifelong learner, learning how to have uh, a a lot here again, a long game plan. And if you like, you're saying adding layers, man, he's somebody's gonna always need you on their staff, and that's right. And then the day the day you step step up to the plate and take the head position, if you if that's what you desire. Uh, you know everybody's role because you've added layer upon layer and helped and helped and helped. And so, yeah, no, it makes you, it makes you, you weapon, you weaponize yourself to be the best coach that you can be. So, yeah, I like that adding layers. I really like that. Good stuff. Now, coach, I would ask you, uh, cause we've, we've talked about how your career has kind of enriched your life and what it's done for you and basketball in general and how you, you know, working with young people, you know, what's gotten you, you know, kind of worked up about that and excited. But, Coach, I would ask you, is there anything, and if you can be candid, if you will, is there anything in your career that you feel like you would change? And if so, why? You know, uh, that's funny because somebody was talking to me about that maybe a, a week ago, and, and I said, uh, I'm such a, a free-spirited, kind-hearted guy, and, and I love life. And I thought the one thing that I would go back and change because I'm the type of guy, you know, I, I would have stayed at Howard College for 10 years yeah. if that was possible <laughs> because I just, you know, I, you know, I just love what I'm, what I'm doing. It, it don't have, it doesn't matter where I'm at. You know, I just love where I'm, what I'm doing. If I can make an impact and I can find impact, you know, that's, that's what I'm all about. But, the one word I would use is be intentional uh, in your process. And I don't know early on if I was intentional. And I think for young coaches, you know, everybody wants to get to the highest level and, you know, want to be a part of a power five. And, you know, I thought, I thought the biggest, biggest mistake I made was I was so happy at Cleveland state and I love Gary Waters, man. Um, Gary Waters is, you know, I worked for him for 10 years at Cleveland State. He was a, a, a mentor of mine and a man that I love dearly. And, you know, I tell people all the time, he kind of remind me of um, Dr. Huxtable uh, from, uh, you know, because he just had that type of, in, yeah, he had that type of impact on everybody. And, and if you look at Coach, Coach Waters' uh, track record, man, um, from the time he was at Kent State uh, to, to Rutgers back to Cleveland State, uh, he's turned all those programs around and, and, you know, you get caught up being around a guy like that. Cause you learn it from him so much, you learn it so much from him. And I, I really believe that's where I really started become, become a head coach. He was really teaching me and the word intentional came in because there were opportunities for me to leave. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't. And, but I never really researched the situation. Wow. I, I made it, it was more of an emotional attachment than it was a strategic plan. Gotcha. And, and um, I think everybody needs a st strategic plan to, to maneuver and to position yourself 
to get to your end game. And I think a lot of coaches want to be head coaches, and some of them probably don't. But what you, what what is your end game? Yeah. And and I wasn't thinking what was my end game at the time. I was thinking, um, you know, I, I, this is where I want to be. I want to help this place win. I want I want to do all this. And you know, it comes a time when you do have to sit back um, as an assistant, especially as a young coach, and and strategize and and to and to figure out how can you get to your end game and it might be to stay right where you at yeah you know yeah, you <laughs> it, it's not it's not necessarily mean you got to move or, or 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 go to five different spots it's just that do you have a plan in place and if the plan is not going to always go accordingly to plan either but you got to have you got to be intentional uh in everything you do with your career and i think that was one thing i wasn't i wasn't intentional and um because I should have researched some of those situations, yeah. you know, some of, you know, a couple, one of those jobs was in the, uh, in the ACC at the time. And, um, you know, and I was so comfortable where I was at and, and my voice was heard and I was making an impact on the floor, man. We had, you know, three or four NBA players come out of Cleveland state at the time that put on an NBA Jersey. And, you know, we were winning at a high level. We just beat Butler when Brad Stevens and those guys were there and they went to the final four, we beat them in the championship game of the horizon league. And, uh, we had kids like Norris Cole that played for the Miami heat, Brent Forbes that with the Spurs, yeah. you know, Ike Wamu that put, put a Jersey on with the heat, Trey Lewis that put, you know, NBA Jersey on with the Utah jazz. I mean, we had some players coming through there and, um, and I was around great mentorship. You know, I was around, uh, Larry DeSimpler and, and Jason G and Cornelius Jackson and Samba Johnson. I had, I had people around me that I truly love and care for. And, and it was a unique situation because how many times will you ever be on a staff that was together for 10 years? Wow. You know, that's not even heard of in, in, in college basketball. Yeah. And that was that, that space was that, that place was special uh, in my heart because you just don't find that nowadays. But, it was opportunities for a lot of us to leave and go on and move on. And it was hard for us. And I, and I, when I look back uh, over my career, I'm sitting there saying, you know, I probably, sh I could have looked into this a little bit more instead of throwing it to the side because I was so happy and caught up into uh, what I was doing. But I, if I would have just took it a little bit step further and, and kind of researched a little bit more and be more intentional, um, uh, you know, you never know where you will end up, where you'll be at. And and I, I give that advice to, to any any young coach, man. Look at everything. If somebody comes and offers you a job, you know, and I know you're comfortable where you're at, just research it. You don't necessarily got to take it, but just make sure, you know, it's a plan in place. Can this help me get to my end game? Can this help me get to my next spot, to my next level? How, are they going to, how will they grow me as a coach? How will they grow me? Are they going to mentor me, you know? I saw something not too long ago. I said, man, choose, choose your boss, not the situation. Wow. And, and that's something I've done here um, at Loyola, Chicago. I chose my boss, man. I, you know, I wanted, I wanted to learn under um, Porter Moser. Um, I wanted to tap into you know, his resources and his knowledge and his, and everything he brings to the, to the table. You know, every young, every coach I've worked for, I took something great from him. I took, I, I want to take the greatness from him, man, because I'm not as good as those guys. But I hope if I take enough from them, eventually I'll be good. And if I had to take something from Porter Moser, man, his energy, his passion, and you know, he he brings it every single day, man. He 
You know, he, he's, he always say he's 51 years old, but I tell you, he operates like he's 21. You know, he, wow. this, this guy's on the court, high energy every single day. He's bringing it. He's locked in. I mean, he's watching hours and hours of film. Um, I mean, he brings that energy and that positive mindset uh, to our office every single day. And he holds everybody accountable, um, top to bottom, man. Um, that the, the culture that we have here at, at Loyola Chicago uh, is built to get back to another Final Four. The culture is built to get back to another Final Four because he is very diligent and intentional in the process and making sure that we have a strong culture in place. You know, working for Coach Waters, he, he was great at what he did, man. His mentorship, his relationships, uh, his ability to build programs. You know, Chris Jans, the reason why he's winning. You know, he's, he's winning at a high level in New Mexico State. He, he, he's, a, he's a great coach, man. He's a grinder. He's a hard worker. He understands how to build culture and, and, and handle high-risk kids and bring that toughness out of them. You know, that's why he's successful. Um, you know, and I can go on and on about, you know, all the coaches I work for. You know, Allen Edwards, you know, at Wyoming. Uh, a talented coach, man. Um, won more games in school history our first two years and, you know, played at Kentucky, played at, under Rick Pitino and, yeah. You know, he was diligent and brought energy and, you know, he worked for Anthony Grant. And so he, you know, I, I had an opportunity, man, my coaching tree to, to be around some really, really great coaches. And, and Allen Edwards, you know, is no longer the head coach of Wyoming, but, I mean, he, he's a head coach. You know, he's a head coach. He'll be a head coach again. And sometimes we got to go through that learning experience. But he's super talented, knows what he's doing. Uh, the kids love him. Um, he's a grinder, you know, great personality. He has all the tools. And, and if I can take anything from my, all these guys, I just try to tap into their greatness, what yeah. makes them great. And if I can add that layer to myself, especially to all you young coaches, you know, it's not about you and what you think. You can learn from anybody. You can take from anybody. Tap into that greatness and, and add that layer to yourself. So when it's your opportunity, you know, you can, you can, you can bring the best to the table. Coach, man, that was that's a lot, man. It's good. I mean, here again, I, I I created this platform so we could share with each other and we could learn. And you're dropping dimes right now, and for people to listen, and for coaches, young coaches especially, to kind of, uh, you know, be vigilant, be aware of basketball opportunities, and and sometimes we look at ourselves and say, yeah, I'm gonna be a lifer, I'll stay here forever, um, gonna do this, gonna do that. But sometimes the best opportunities that are for us are are coming out of left field, or not yeah. the, not the way we expect it. And then when you get to encounter the coaches and the people that you've encountered, uh, you can learn that too. You can learn that from them because yeah. they they have most of them haven't been at one place forever. Mm-hmm. So if you can see that they're still successful where they're at, having moved around a little bit, uh, you could do the same. There's no. Right. I mean, we're all equal at the end of the day. Yeah, that's reality. So, yeah, right. Coach, I, I appreciate you sharing that because that was, that was a lot of knowledge and, and wisdom there that I think we can all kind of adhere to. So now, Coach, I would ask you because a lot of times we're teaching, right, as coaches, we're mentoring, we're, we're, we're you, like what you just did right now, dropping knowledge for everybody. Uh, but what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? Well, that that's the great thing because, you know, through my career and, and, and playing the game of basketball, um, if I had to go back and talk to my coaches, um, I probably couldn't hold this conversation with you. 
20 years ago. Yeah. And, and because I was a quiet kid, you know, I needed to add layers to myself as, as a young man. And, and every, like I said, you know, when you're the type of person that sits back and, and evaluate and, and try to figure out how, you know, I'm an avid book reader. I wasn't an avid book reader, um, <laughs> you know, uh, coming out of high school and into college and, you know, and this is just another layer to add to yourself, yeah. you know, where are you getting better every single day? And as a coach, you know, we all got talent, right? We all come in, we got talent as players, we got talent, but you got to be talent plus, yeah. you know, are you, you know, plus what, what, whether, it, whether it's character, whether it's uh, integrity, whether it's hard work, but you got to be talent plus. And, and you got to keep adding those plus sides, sides right next to your name because 20 years ago, like I was saying, I, I probably couldn't because I, that just wasn't me at the time. Yeah. It wasn't me. And uh, But as you go, start going through this maturation and you start tap, tapping in and you start touching other people, you, you start growing as a person. And I felt like, you know, if I would have got an opportunity to be a head coach in my younger days, I probably would have failed because – I just wasn't ready at the time. You know, I wasn't ready because that with that responsibility comes with leadership and character, integrity, and, you know, adding value to other people. And, and if you're, if you're adding value to yourself and some people is talented enough and prepared enough at a younger age to do that. But at that time, that probably wasn't me. And you got to know yourself. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and uh, I probably wasn't ready for, for an opportunity like that. At, at a young age yeah. and but over the years and, and growing as a person and i would tell people to grow yourself as a person first before you try to grow yourself as a coach wow. because at the end of the day when you when you do sit in that seat it's not going to come down to coaching yeah <laughs> it's not coming yeah. down to coaches it's going to come down to who you are as a person and and if you can't energize the room if you can't tap in and touch and hug and love on young people and your coaches as a leader, and then you didn't do a great job of developing who you supposed to be in that position. Yeah. And I, and I challenge everybody grow yourself as a person before you try to grow yourself professionally, wow. you know, because when, when you get to, when you finally get to your, your final destination, it's going to be who you are as a person that's going to sustain you. Um, and if you're not an outgoing person, if you're not the type A personality, um, that that if you because everybody got different personalities and everybody got different different things they believe in, but you got to be able to have a master's degree in people and yeah. young people and a doctoral degree. Excuse uh-huh. me, you got to be a doctor in that field because you know that that's something that you got to have. And for me, that's what I've tried to do, man. Um, tap in, touch as many people as I can, learn from so many people and take from them what I don't have and add that to myself. And I feel like that's what I've done over the last 20 years is try to improve as a person, uh, as a leader, um, you know, giving back. Those are the things that I feel like I've done. And um, and, that, and I think that, those things are valuable. No, they are. Coach, what you're saying is super valuable to our listeners in that you know, to grow yourself as a person, you know, before you try to grow yourself as a coach, because that talent, uh, you can be a talented coach, talented player, talented, whatever. Right. Uh, and, that'll, and that'll help you get in the room. I 
and maybe even get the job, but your integrity and who you are as a person will help you keep the job. Uh, yep. And that's more important because there's a lot of people who come through the coaching profession like a, like a shooting star. They're here one day and then they're gone tomorrow selling insurance or whatever, you know? That's just right. that's just the reality of it. And so, yeah, really good stuff, man, like self-awareness. Self-awareness yeah. yeah, you got to know what you're good at. Especially like you talked about it for yourself at a young age. What could you? What were you ready for? Like, yeah, you want it, but are you ready for it? And that's something. Are you ready for it? Yeah, self awareness will, will will really take you a long way there. So I appreciate that, man. Now, coach, I always ask about uh, legacy because I always feel like, you know, we had the passing of Eddie Sutton, we had the passing of Jerry Sloan, and everybody came out the woodworks and was like, these coaches taught me this. They, they did so much for me, and that's legacy to me because the wins and losses, yeah. I mean, Jerry Sloan, one of the most successful winningest coaches in NBA history, was with one team for a long time, was a successful player, got his jersey number up there with Michael Jordan's. I mean, he, he, he did it all. But I think the legacy he left was, was so great with his former players, the people that knew him. And I would ask you, Coach, what would you want to be said of you when it's all said and done? You know, to me, when you, when I think of legacy, is what are you leaving in people? Yeah. You know what? You know what? What things are people going to take from you as a person? What your players and your coaches? And for me, it, you know, when I'm not here anymore, and, and I had an opportunity to coach um, to a, a lot of young men, man, the, the one word I think is that. I love each and every person that I was, I came in common with, you know, uh, I think love is the most powerful word in the dictionary and, and in life. Thanks. And, um, and I, and I hope they will all, all, all say that no matter who I was, he treated me, uh, as equal, uh, as everybody it, It's you know, every, it's, it's a quote that we talked about, um, from Villanova, and I, I, I want to say it, it talks about everyone has the same status, but just different roles. Yeah. And and um, for me, everybody that I touch, I don't care if you're the best player on the team or to a walk on. I, I will hope that I make you feel just as important uh, as the next man. And and you know, I'm not perfect. You know, nobody is. And of course, we're gonna have our bad days and our good days and some wins and some losses. But at the end of the day, you know. I, I will hope, you know, when I walk away from this, they learn something from me as a person um, in terms of being a better person, uh, to be a better father, a better husband, you know, a better mentor. You know, they collected something from me spiritually uh, in my spiritual walk. You know, I'm a, I'm a God-fearing man. I'm a man of faith. And I hope when I, you know, when I leave here, all my players and coaches that I've coached with, will know, man, the way this man conducted himself every day and how he touched people and how he loved on people. Um, that's something I'm never going to forget. You know, um, I think that's what it's all about. You know, we all can probably quote something from our coaches. Um, we can all quote, you know, draw up a play that we learned. But at the end of the day, how did that person make you feel inside? Yeah. You know, how did that person make you feel? Um, did he give you something to hang your head on when you are going through those tough times? You know, you know, when you sit back and you, you know, and I tell, and I tell our players all the time, man, like 
It's all about being the best husband and best father you're gonna be. Those are the people you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna influence the most. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if you I want our guys to leave leave our programs and become the best version uh as of a husband and father that they can be. You know, and I hope they see that in our walk, in our day to day. You know, that's why it's important to have family environments. So these young men can come to your house and meet your wife and your kids. And, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, um, as a coach, you know, I adopted two people, uh, two young people. And because it's not about me, yeah. you know, I added, I added two young people to my family. And when wow. my players see that, when my players see that, they like, man, coach, you got time to take care of your kid, two other kids that you adopted and us. Yeah, yeah man, because that takes a lot. Yeah. And that's called sacrifice because, you know, I'm blessed and you want to give back. You always want to give back because everybody don't come from the same situation and don't have the same resources and don't have the same, you know, parental guidance or direction. Uh, so everybody needs help. It's not, I'm not just doing this for basketball. You know, uh, if I can reach back and help, you know, somebody brought brought this to my attention. I think this person would be great with you and your family. Would would you guys be interested in doing something like you know what? I would because if I can help this young man outside of basketball, I know I'm coaching, and my wife does a great job uh, with our family. But it's not about basketball. It's about helping people, and and I just use basketball as a vehicle um, to to be able to touch as many people as I can, because you probably can't do, do this in any other profession <laughs> in sports where you can touch everybody. Yeah. Um, and, and I think this is the perfect profession for me because for me, it's all about touching people and adding value to people. And, and, uh, and hopefully that will be my legacy that every person that I touch, man, I enhanced and made better, uh, as a person, not a basketball player as a person. And, and that I will feel good about that when I leave here. Coach, I thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. You've added so much value to the platform, and I do appreciate that, especially because I want this podcast to be something of substance, something as a, as a, a tool to educate and to encourage and to also just, you know, present who you are, present who coaches are, present who we are deeper than the game of basketball. Like people think about coaches and they think, yeah, coaches just like to tell people what to do, make them run, make them sweat. Like, yeah, that's part of the process too, but that's just a small part of it. The biggest part is the people part. The biggest part is what you just, you just, uh, you know, eloquently stated, you know, it's about people. It's about the legacy. It's about your family. You know, that's big. That's huge to me uh, because I got four kids. You got five. That's a lot. Of, that's, that's a lot of legacy, man. Right, just, right. Just in our household. So, Coach, here again, appreciate your time. Thank you so much for chopping it up with me today. Hey, I appreciate giving me the time, man. Thank you so much, man. It, it was it was a blessing being on, and um, hopefully, you know, a lot of people get get something out of this. And, and this is what coaching is all about. So, I really appreciate you, yes, and uh, you have a blessed day. Likewise, brother. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye. Sorry.